and welcome to the Terminal Velocity podcast, Elseworlds number five. Uh, in this particular episode, uh, I'm sorry, let me start over. My, I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Scott. And we're going to eat shit about uh, a topic that we have spewed acid about uh, for probably the duration of the entire podcast. And that mm-hmm. would be Titans season one, uh, which, you know, it finally trickled its way into Canada Uh through netflix and we finally been able to watch it and uh yeah this is our kind of a retrospective review uh it uh having just finished the season and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about what we thought yeah i i mean i think we are quite happy to be completely wrong on this one um (laughs) we said a lot of bad things about this show and we'll get into them as we kind of do quick synopsis of of the 11 episodes we're not going to go episode by episode but we'll give a quick synopsis of the whole season um i do however as i was alluding to um kind of off air um i do stand behind one comment uh, that i was making and i was you know harsh about it and i think it's still pretty crappy um the batman costume looked terrible oh yeah it looked like a guy wearing like soccer or sorry wearing uh football pads with the batman returns cowl yeah, it, it, with like some kind of weird Dracula crappy Halloween costume cape. It was yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. Well, um, like like I like I was gonna I was gonna say this in the the podcast. Uh, you know, I'll save the comments about that when we get kind of to talk about episode eleven. Sure. Um, just because I feel like that episode itself will warrant uh, a, a deeper conversation. Yep. But um, yeah, right, I'll come back to that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I am happy to report that uh, I was comp- I was, you know, mostly mostly okay, maybe completely wrong about Titans, but I'm not at my own fault. Uh, I strongly <laughs> feel that the marketing and preview for this series totally fucks it. Like yes. it, 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 it doesn't represent like the trailer they put out, the, the, the pre-release stuff. It, like it doesn't represent the, like the product, like the, I, you know, the stuff where they, you know, there were like set shots of like the cast in, in their kind of costumes, if you want to call it that, um, leaked it, and it didn't look good. And yeah, it, it didn't cause it, it, they're set leaks. Like it's not. <laughs> It's not yep. an actual, like, you know, look at it in action, post uh, you know, all the finishing touches are done on it. Um, well, and still, sorry, but, like, those costumes that we saw in the in the photos, you know, they're not wrong. Those were the exact ones that we saw the entire season. They didn't really have their costumes. Outside of Robin, no one else really has a costume. No, no, I, when Everyone I say costume, I, I meant more wardrobe. just, like, well yeah is what i mean is wardrobe and the most controversial being starfire like (laughs) everyone was like what is she like what is going on there and at least that's explained a little bit better yeah the plot wise it it it, it's sort of explained like yeah i guess you're supposed to assume she went undercover as a call girl or something but um or or she's just supposed to be high society and it's an alien's interpretation of what would be like uh, upper class i don't know yeah, well, she kind um, of, like, she gets involved with, uh, we'll get into it when we're doing the synopsis, but she's involved with some sketchy Russian under, you know, criminals. 
yeah. um, in the underworld. So she's dressed rather in like Eastern Europe. It's it's kind of vague as to exactly yeah. where I think. And they're but... all club owners in that. So she's kind of in like outlandish <laughs> club gear. Um, yeah. So it, it it like it kind of makes a little bit of sense, and they 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 always toy with whenever she's driving in the cars on her own. It's got like this nice '70s vibe to all the music she's listening to and stuff like that. So <laughs> while it looks completely ridiculous in like you say in the in the photos and everything that we saw, it works in the show. And yeah. we were you're right. I mean that they they took scenes completely out of context and mashed them together with other scenes that happen in completely different episodes. So yeah, and whoever like, did the editing for the sizzle reels really they didn't do it justice. They didn't and they didn't I know have, that they weren't trying. They didn't have good taste either. <laughs> no, they didn't. And they weren't they were probably doing their best not to let too much of what was actually the the through line look in fairness the they were probably given here's some footage that you're allowed to use to make a scissor reel here exactly. go with it exactly. um and you know i'm not trying to slag them too harshly but it did totally misrepresent the show mm-hmm. and then you get the 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 i don't want to call them leaks but the information that would come out about the show totally was wrong yep Basically, articles in the uh, the media that were put out about the show is like, oh, you know, Dick Grayson uh, has a problem with Batman because he killed or some nonsense, which literally never happens in the show. Yeah, you're st- you still really you, don't know why so, he, he's gone away other than like he wants to be his own man and s- to step out of the shadow kind of. So, so I'm going to address something straight up. Cause I had, it was the thing I had the biggest problem with. It was like where the trailer was just like showing like Robin mashing the hell out of some criminals, basically in the trailer cut looks like he's literally killing all these guys. And I then mean... he's like, then he's like fuck <laughs> Batman to the world. Like he's like declaring it. Like it's his, his, his mantra. Yeah. When in fact it's really Robin shows up, beats the living hell out of them don't get me wrong it's ultra violent he has serious he's like probably permanently injured some of these people oh yeah some of these people are never going to walk again but they some made of these a point people may never sh- talk again <laughs> they made a point to show that you didn't kill them though yeah and then you know because during the fight they're like the people are all talking oh batman where's batman oh he's got to be close oh no the, the boy's on his own yeah the little bird is on after his own the fight is over you know, he mutters under his own breath, oh, fuck Batman. Yeah. Totally to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but that completely changed the context of of that scene. It totally did. It, it, then, it, really, it works in the scene when it happens. So the way that the, the marketing and the articles that came out about the show, it made it seem like Batman was like this very bizarre Punisher Batman that was happening. Mm-hmm. And my guess is they got wind of the seasonal, uh, sorry, season, the episode 11 uh, script or parts of it and jumped to conclusions and wanted yep. to be the first to get their article out. But basically, Robin, Batman, the characters in the show, like, are more or less the DC versions that you know. Batman is a guy who's a crap parent, surprise. Mm-hmm. but he you know has a code and that very much was still part of <laughs> still part of it yeah now the reason that robin has left batman is that he's like in the comics wanted he's outgrown the role of robin 
he wants to kind of branch out and be his own man. But in the show, it's kind of spread out a little a little further. It's more he's trying to find like find his place as a man in the world without being Batman because right. he feels that the darkness that Bruce has is it's it's it's, it, it's, it's impacting him. Yeah, it's like yeah. he's going he's getting too violent. He's afraid he will cross a line. Mm-hmm. And that's very much what it is. He's he recognizes the fact that you know maybe going out at night beating up criminals isn't the most effective way of dealing with the trauma of losing your parents right in front of you. Yeah. Um, maybe this will have some kind of negative repercussions on me later on. <laughs> um, surprise, surprise. But yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Like, so like to give you a, I guess a, a brief synopsis, cause I do want anyone that's listening to this to watch the show. <laughs> Basically the Rachel Roth, who is the, Sorry, this the show's version of Raven, you know, is very troubled. She's got this darkness inside her, her emerging power. She doesn't quite understand it. All she knows is that people get hurt around her mm-hmm. when she gets upset. And she can't control it. Which she is... can't control it. But she, you know, as the show progresses, it shows that, you know, her abilities as an empath. And uh, it's basically she's on the run. There's an organization mm-hmm. hunting her. She's been having visions of, of Dick Grayson and seeing the tra- uh, the tragic loss of his parents in the circus. And uh, she so she ends up by a twist of fate, ends up running crossing paths with Dick Grayson, who is a police detective in this this version. And, uh, you know, chaos ensues from there. And uh, I don't like how much do we want to go into the plot? Like, I, I, guess. I think if we fire off a quick spoiler warning. Um, we are going to spoil this because we we've actually we've completed the season, so we're going to be talking about details from it. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any way for us to review it without getting into the details. Is really why I'm saying that. So uh, if no, you haven't enough. watched I... it, stop, go back, listen, or watch the watch the season and then come back. But don't watch the trailer. Um... Yeah, ignore the trailers. So, like, and you know, the the progression of the episodes is just how their relationship grows. And along the way, uh, they cross paths with other heroes and other teams and other, you know, a lot of it's still very much an origin story. The, I would say all of season one is basically one big origin that isn't quite wrapped up yet. No. Nope. And I, I think that because there was talk that, see, that it was supposed to be a 12, uh, 12 episode season. And they've just, they had, I guess, 11th hour made changes where they beefed up episode 11 and pushed 12 to be kind of the season two opener. Uh, I believe I read somewhere that it is that they wanted to have like a, they, they realized what a, a good cliffhanger that episode was, mm-hmm. that it would be a good point to end the season. I do think that by the original plan, episode 12, the team would have probably kind of been finalized they would have dealt with the trigon issue Mm -hmm. which is what it's all been leading up to is that there's this like prophecy that raven basically is going to usher in the apocalypse basically right um and then that and that is that sorry and that is through um welcoming her father to this plane of existence um you don't find out all of that in one go It, it it slowly trickles out throughout the plot um but, you know, like in, in one episode, uh, Raven uh, meets Beast Boy, who takes her back to the, uh, I'm not overly familiar, but the basically the Doom Patrol's mansion. 
right. and she, you you meet Cliff and you meet uh, uh, was her name Elastic Elastic Woman or something like that or Elastic Girl yeah. something like that yeah Rita Rita something or other and uh, you meet ne- Mr Negative mm-hmm. or not or Negative Man I forget what his name is <laughs> yeah the Negative Man I think yeah is what I've been it is. playing Spider Man so Mr Negative was in there um. <laughs> Yeah, and so like you're getting introduced to the the a wider DCU, and also like as the show progresses too, you you it it seems very grounded in reality at first, and then you find out more about the world, and it's like, yeah, this world Superman exists, this world you know Wonder Woman exists, mm-hmm. the uh, you know Batman and Robin were a thing. Uh, you, you meet Hawk and Dove, which I thought I wasn't huge on the idea of them being in the show and i was pleasantly surprised actually i was really liking those characters i was so confused when i read the stuff and it was like hawk and dove are going to be in it and i was i honestly thought and i probably (laughs) said like who cares yeah who the hell cares about hawk and dove why the hell would they be in this well jeff johns but again so that's why i'm i'm happy to eat shit because it works and those characters those characters were awesome (laughs) Yeah, I I, I really good. I even like Tank Hall, which is funny because like I still see Ellen Richardson as as Aquaman, you know, yeah. AC from Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's the right guy for the role. Uh, yeah. If there was a Hank Hall, he he fits it perfectly. Oh yeah. Uh, so um, I was really really pleased with how they did how they did it, and you know I could feel the the budget issues at in, in certain points in the show. Like you could see where they scrimped the budget because you know they blew their load with Robin's costume and Hawk and Dove's costume. Yeah. But then like Beast Boy gets a jacket and Starfire gets like a really cheap looking clubwear and yeah. Raven's just got Raven's a just a hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They definitely some of some or the of Doom the Patrol budget. Effects. They really spent money on the Doom Patrol, oh, God, but they yeah. were getting their own show, right? Which you know, surprise, surprise. It was like you had Brennan Fraser as Cliff, which is. If unless you don't know his voice, you wouldn't even have known it was him. I didn't know. I had no idea until you told me, and yeah. that blew me away. Um, no, I was, yeah, I was actually surprised at how bad some of the special effects were. Okay, um, yeah, the CGI was was atrocious. The CGI is terrible. It's like Harry, like you said, you said off off air. Uh, it was like year one of Harry Potter level. Yeah. CG. Yeah, it's the, the Sorcerer's Stone. Like it's that when you go back and you look at it and you see them playing Quidditch, it's got that same kind of noodly look to some of the like when he jumps out of. It's a like window. they have no, they have like like rubber bones in them. Right? Yeah, it's just it looks so ridiculous. The, the physics first, are completely. The first time off, was like everything. ridiculous. Was you know young Dick Grayson leaping from Castelloma, I mean Wayne Manor, mm-hmm. into the trees like. <laughs> It just looked it looked ridiculous, but it did. And it was one of those where I'm like, well, it's a TV show. And then I think back and I'm like, well, some of the other TV shows now get really good effects. So clearly they did spend it. They spent Look, it on more practical effects, a lot more yeah. explosions, uh, like gas bombs. Now, um, in, in fight fairness, choreography and stuff like that. Like, in fairness, it is a new production company, per se, like this new DC Universe streaming service. So it's going to be growing pains. Right. And they have to. I guess earn make money before they can spend more money. I guess you could say. Um, I do hope the the deal with Netflix for the international distribution is a lucrative deal for them, um, so that they can put more money into the, these productions because they're going to need to if they want to compete. And it's it's one of the things that I would complain about Doctor Who this year, with the the grow the the rapid growth of streaming 
services and their original pro- uh, productions. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who, they're like you're gonna, they need to up their budgets to kind of compete with these. And the same goes for Titans. Like if they're wanting to compete, you've got to have, you know, I hate to say it, but like Game of Thrones level of uh, of production value. You you do and you don't to a certain degree. It depends on what they're going for. Because like I was saying, when it comes to practical effects that they were doing, um, like that's why the Doom Patrol actually looks so awesome and and everything mm-hmm. in there works. Um, all of the the fight scenes are absolutely fantastic and you can tell that you know there was real people there (laughs) that are actually fighting (laughs) like none of that was outside of maybe starfire using her her firepowers and stuff there wasn't much by way of cgi in in any of those scenes so i think that's kind of where it, it like that's where the money is getting spent is is getting the the fight choreography and the the effects in the fights and and locations and things like that like sure while they they skimped on they went to some motels and they you know they they managed to save money by doing some of those just larger set pieces and using them for two or three episodes you're going to save some money doing that but well hey to be honest still had some it was fun for me to see you know a ttc bus drive by and you know, like I said, Casa Loma and Old City Hall. Uh, or at just one for... point, they're <laughs> down at like the CNE grounds. Oh, um, the, yeah, when he's when he stole Wayne, uh, Bruce's when he Porsche stole the car. Yeah, because we were going past it, and I was like, oh, that, that's where the, the better living was center. This year. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, was for like, the viewers who aren't familiar with Toronto, the street he's driving landmarks. down is actually not a, an open street. Like it no. looks in the in the thing, it's actually a fair a, a fairgrounds. Yeah um so it was pretty funny uh you see like it was it was at the princess margaret bridge yeah. or arch there that you yeah. could see in the background yeah um, that's what actually keyed me off and i was like i know that <laughs> i know that oh my god i know exactly where he is that would be fun to cut loose and just drive really fast well, down yeah street. when it's closed and it's not the cne <laughs> and it's not uh, uh you know a homeless shelter like it was last winter yeah it, it it would have been great. It would have been a, a fun little race course. So I'm, I imagine the actors had fun with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you're right. I mean, they get we get introduced. So they did. They have some special effects issues, but they still managed to. They introduced somebody like Donna Troy. Yes. Um, in, a, in later episodes. Um, sorry, before we do that. So the, the, the real two quick through lines for the show, and the, technically there's two and a half, um, is... Dick becoming, eventually becoming Nightwing. You know, if you know who Dick Grayson is, you know who he becomes. So the whole season, you're like, okay, this is I'm his sorry, Scott, to Nightwing. I'm sorry, Scott. I don't know who you're talking about. Do you mean Rick Grayson? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you're not going to let that one go. <laughs> no, I will not let it go. <laughs> the show, um, this, thank this God, thank God this show is fine calling him dick because you hear the word dick quite a lot yeah um it, you know it's such a bad word nowadays i guess but yeah. <laughs> dick it, grayson it, is dick grayson here and i'm he's happy dick grayson and he's he's a darker dick grayson than we're expected to but hey. he's still he's still a ladies man oh man he is he ever <laughs> poor <laughs> hank all cool. there yeah <laughs> so he he it's it's the through line for the the whole season is him coming to terms with who he is the darkness inside him and what it's really going to mean for him on on the one end the other through line um is uh raven 
coming to terms with the darkness inside her and what it really means and what those these powers are and how she can use them um there is um cory uh who has no memory spends half the season well no 98 percent of the season all the season basically no, no memory of who she is and then she recalls that she's from tamarin and um that she was sent here to still a little bit unclear of now, whether she in, was actually interject sent. there just to add a slight context to that so she did she didn't remember anything until uh the episode where they're they've been captured in, in the asylum which is the organization uh that's been trying to usher in trigon and so they've captured all of uh of raven or sorry rachel's uh allies uh dick has been put in their like heavy like drug like mind altering drugs and and they're trying to like basically break him starfire or Corey anders is uh being heavily experimented on and because of the trauma of what they did there that's it starts to trigger flashes of her memory mm-hmm. and then that leads to the culmination of raven who has the ability to kind of heal people uh starts to unlock her mind but in a kind of a rapid dark way and it immediately goes back to you know Corey's mission without context yeah so like by pure instinct she goes full tamarin and like tries to like kill rachel right then and there which leads to like that epic scene with donna troy donna troy just comes in gets the lasso around her neck pulls her to her and just slams her on the ground it I it's one of those few <laughs> moments as a comic nerd where you just get giddy at yeah. some things and you see the lasso all lit up around her neck and you just see Donna Troy Wonder Girl just punch her straight in the ground and knock her out in a heartbeat without breaking a sweat, without doing anything else and just being so chill about the whole thing. Well, I thought what was really Absolutely cool amazing. was the payoff later on too. It was like it's like she's with Starfire again and there was like Starfire gets her little word in like I'd like to see you try that twice or whatever and I was like oh that's awesome yeah because <laughs> you know she's not a lightweight either right so yeah um I will say that Starfire like the her portrayal she did a really great job I, she's I, fantastic I don't know the the actress's name I forgive me I don't know any of their names other no, than the well. characters they played um so you know I was glad that they weren't there's like maybe one or two actors that I know from past projects, but for the most part, the characters blend like were unknown enough that they are just the characters that they're being yeah. presented. Now um, I will say it's completely ridiculous that I know that the, the actress that's playing um, Starfire caught a lot of shit online and yeah. was, you know, as usual, um, because the internet is a, it can be an absolutely horrible place. The horrible people were going after her about all this kind of shit. So, well, that was um, straight up they, just like racism, basically. It's just, it's just racism and stupidity, and and people can go fuck themselves. I mean, she did a fantastic job, and she's one of my favorite parts of the of the show. Um, oh, she's amazing, absolutely amazing. So, <laughs> fuck absolutely them, amazing. man. Like, <laughs> so, so just getting back to it. So, yeah, we've got her storyline. Um, of her regaining her memories, and I have a feeling you'll we'll get more into her in season two. Well, I'm um, kind of looking forward to. I think her sister's Blackfire or yes. Nightfire. I can't remember something the, like that. The, with Starfire's sister is like whether they get into evil. that. 
it, that will it be awesome to be seen but yeah it, that'll be really cool um beast boy really has no mu- not much of a story there's no real through line for him other than you know he can turn into a tiger which is all we see so far well, and you know he what? ends up actually attacking somebody and he's got some slight trauma from the fact that as a tiger he mauled somebody yeah um, well, at that point, he, I mean, he's like he's very much Beast Boy. Like, I'll, I'll give the the actor credit there, even though they haven't really explored him fully yet. Yeah, I felt that he captured the essence of Beast Boy quite well. Like, he has that like excited enthusiasm that uh, that Garth has. Um, I like that they kept like the the concept that even though he's a tiger, like tiger is the animal form that he currently transforms into. I do like that they kept the through line that he's a he's you know he's a I guess they said he's a vegan, right? Yep. And that's very much part of the character. Um, so I like I, I was I was happy with that, and I look forward to seeing the evolution there. But uh, yeah, like the whole only turning into a tiger thing is very much a budget thing. Uh, yeah, for sure. I don't I don't think that that had anything to do with like what they wanted to do with this character arc. I think that was just dollars and cents. Yeah, I mean I don't expect it to get like Titans Go, Teen Titans Go <laughs> level, where he turns into like bugs and stuff like that. But it will be nice to see him turn into a well, monkey at some know, point. You or... know he's he's gonna have an epic episode, right? Like they that they're oh, gonna yeah. have the one where they blow the budget on on his big moment, which will yeah. be cool. Yeah. So we, we, you get like those those fairly four building, and then like I say, Donna Troy ends up in a couple episodes. You get some fantastic backstory on Hawk and Dove, which actually makes you care about those characters very much. Even so. though even though they're only in two and a half ish. Mm-hmm. Um, episodes, you end up really kind of getting invested in in what brought them to the Hawk and Dove personas, which was really really cool. Well, I really enjoyed how they managed to bring Donnie into it as well. Um, the original Dove, which was Hank Hall's half brother. Yep. Um, I did who you know in the comics died and then was eventually replaced by Don. So it was it was cool how they kind of incorporated that in the shorter timeline. So they, you know, Hank Hall and his brother through, you know, the plot. I don't want to like go over everything, but like they they end up needing to find purpose and start kind of their own vigilante thing in a world where Batman and Robin exist, right? Mm-hmm. So you know they they get their amateurish like you know sports equipment costumes together and they go out as Hawk and Dove um bringing like basically bringing just like neighborhood justice basically um and you know and through tragedy you know he loses his brother but then meets don um you know and uh, that their love story was quite interesting but it'll be more interesting to see because the show also has don kind of be like the girl that got away for dick grayson so (laughs) yeah so i i i get like because you know Barbara Gordon's off limits for the show, from what I understand. So it's and I know that, and that's kind of one of those things where I I had like that slight bit of like comic nerd annoyance, <laughs> where I was like, okay, he might like her, but everybody knows Babs is who he's actually like. You know, that's his girl. Hey, <laughs> that's, maybe that's maybe season four away. when they're allowed to use the character, maybe. <laughs> maybe you know because they talk about her they drop the name at the they name drop it and that's one thing that that brings uh, reminds me of another like criticism i would say not so much a criticism as like a a word of warning for the show they cut a lot of corners with and with how um 
I would say cut a lot of corners, but also like do the best they can with, and just like the CW Arrowverse shows, you know, they cut corners where they're uh, with what they're allowed and not allowed to use. Mm-hmm. And the problem was this show is still very heavily in with the DCU. Mm-hmm. So you know they're name dropping Diana, they're name dropping Batman, Bruce Wayne, Jim Gordon, Batgirl, like all these different characters. But they're they're showing they're they're doing it in a way that they don't actually appear at all like yeah and that's gonna be a problem in later seasons if they don't get those permissions like you the one of the main driving forces of the story for Dick Grayson in this is being in the shadow of Bruce Wayne and trying to grow as a man but like you can only cut like you can only you know mention yeah. Bruce and not have Bruce be there to have that conversation for so long. Yeah. And I mean, everybody that runs into him is like, okay, so where is Batman? What happened between you two? Yeah. So you spend the whole time and it's, it's, it is the typical thing of, you know, it's so heavily, heavily impacted by the shadow of the bat that, you know, you're very much expecting them and they have to to your point they have to address bruce wayne at some point you can't just show some dude from the production over his shoulder staring at a young dick grayson at some point like you have to actually have someone cast as bruce look and all these even just a voice even if it was i thought for sure by the the time they got to episode 11 um there was when a conversation and that happened. A conversation was going to have, even if it was just over like a PA system, even if it was just, you know, this isn't a place for you, Dick, leave or something, you know, something like that mm-hmm. that just told tells Dick to go away. At least it would have been a voice. It starts they, to feel hollow, right? It, it, like it, the world feels empty when you don't really show it. Yeah. Not saying that Batman needs to be a regular on the show. He it's very much a dick grayson story like i said i don't even necessarily think you need batman i think you need bruce of course then it can't just be like you hear his like voice in the distance or something Mm -hmm. it's got to be face to face and it's kind of like it's kind of like other shows like um my i guess the most recent example i could think of is star trek discovery right yeah they tried very hard to not tread into the ot uh you know tos territory but even during their production they know and and now season two as you see they're dealing with chris pike and spock and because in that show you know um, i forget the name of the main character but she is the um she's spock's kind of like adoptive sister you know it's like and all season you never saw or heard from spock like i'm sorry but you're going to have to go there and that's what they're doing Season two, they they're going there because they, you know, you can you put yourself into a hole narratively when it's that connected, but you don't want to quite go there. Yeah, just the last point I'll kind of bring up on that one is it's much like in uh, Supergirl season one. They talk a lot yes. about you know my cousin and Jimmy, your your best friend, and everything like that. That you you can only name drop <laughs> Superman so many times before you need to see Superman. Yeah. So it, it, you're right. They, and unfortunately, they did go there and yeah. got the rights or permissions from, you know, Warner Brothers HQ there that they could that they could do it. Well, Warner Brothers is going to have to let loosen their grip on Batman just a little bit there. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that they're going to, I think that it's going that way, but I'm not you can 100%. Have, the you whole can thing have is, also, we've, we've, they've proven over already that you can have multiple iterations going at once. Yes, you can have, well, and you can have different representations in different mediums. There's nothing to say that the Batman that you see on a TV show would have to be the same Batman that you have, yeah. see in a film. They can be two different things. I think they need to trust their creative teams a little more than they do. Well, and they need to understand that the audience ultimately won't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're not the going to care day, yeah. whether it's the same. Well, why is this Batman different from the one on the TV? Oh, because it's fucking TV and everybody knows they're not going to see that same thing. Or how about we're 10 years into the MCU at this point. If you're not on board with figuring it out, then too bad. Yep. Now, bringing up the MCU, <laughs> something that I said to you um, while well, we were talking about the fact that we had to do this podcast um, was the fact that I enjoyed this season more than I enjoyed the cumulative seasons of Daredevil. Yeah. Which says a lot because, I mean, say what you will about the rest of the Netflix uh, Marvel TV shows. Um, I'll even say I like it better than season one of Jessica Jones. These those two were the best shining examples of what Netflix and Marvel could do on TV. Yes. This beats the hell out of those. And I'll tell you why it beats beats it. Right. Is tonally they're actually quite similar. Yes. They go for the grounded reality approach with it where Titans actually where. Yeah. But where Titans eventually as it progresses and maybe this is something that they realized through production that they're going to have to go there. And when I say they have to go there, I mean, you got to just accept that it's a comic book world. That's what I was just going to say. And this see, is done what the movies didn't do, which Daredevil, is just embrace the fact that this is comic books and Daredevil yeah. never embraced that. Daredevil um, only gets there as close as just having him having a costume. But in that Netflix world, he's the only one with a costume. Yeah. Like Punisher wears a vest with a skull on it sometimes. Yeah. Jessica Jones never granted she it's not really part of her character but even in the flashback she never had her cost jewel costume right no Luke Cage okay they threw a little funny nod where he wore the yellow t-shirt or whatever not Iron Fist did Iron, Iron Fist, Fist I don't even think he did um at one point he wears the kind of bandana yeah. um but that was only towards the end of of the second season it's outside like, of that never wears anything close to the actual outfit well, it's kind of like Thor, the first Thor movie, where he wore the helmet for like two, one shot, and then he was helmetless for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I'm like you just gotta, you've just gotta, you gotta lean into it. You got which is eventually what they end up doing. Well, yeah, like now it's it's gone full comic book. Yeah, this is what I hope the DCU, DCEU, or Worlds of DC or whatever. I hope they go there with the movies. Is that I hope they just fully just accept. It's a comic book. <laughs> Let's just mm-hmm. go go for it. And with Aqua Dude Bro, I think they did. So um, try to more. I think they were still. I mean, I don't. I still don't have great things to say about that movie. Outside <laughs> yeah, of they, movie. The, the representation <laughs> of Black Manta in that movie is still fantastic because that's yes. one of those things where it was like, this you know, is so stupid comic. from the comic, but they went for it. Yeah, like in Thor Ragnarok, they went full Kirby. And they they fucking owned it, and See, by God, I'm, it pays off when you do that. Very much so. I hope Wonder Woman eighty four. I really hope they go full cheetah. Like I really hope they commit to that. I have this weird feeling they're not. 
but we'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have I I could go on for a long time talking about different details about all the things I liked about Titan. Sorry, but before I do that, I will say there was another thing I didn't like, and it's I think it's because I never liked the character to begin with. Jason Todd shows up, and he is a <laughs> piece of shit. But he's supposed to be. That's he's the point. So, I know he's supposed to be, but he's such he's such an unlikable character. That's why the fans voted to kill him. Like he, I know. He's I very know. much Jason Todd. So I, I get what you're saying, but I, I liked I liked the interpretation of him. Oh, they nailed they, they. It was perfect. They made him douchey enough that you're just like, oh man, like this is who Batman replaced Dick with. Like you, douchey enough. You're supposed to feel enough. it, like for Dick, because even Dick's like, he's yeah. like, even though he so, gave up Robin, he's still like, you already yes. replaced me. Like yeah, what? he replaced me. You've been his partner for a year. You get to drive the Batmobile. Yeah, like, it's... are you kidding me? <laughs> and then it's also like the the sibling rivalry there too, which I kind of yeah. like. Yeah, the sibling rivalry. You see the whole that fact that you know Jason Todd does not follow any of the rules because he goes after police at one point and he, I'm fairly confident, kills a few of them. I don't think he killed them, but he certainly left them with permanent injuries. <laughs> yeah, and um, like Dick has to take him aside and be like, "What the hell would Batman say about this?" And he's like, "Well, I don't see him here." And that's why I think they're kind of setting up the killing joke a little bit. Hmm. Uh, or sorry, not the killing joke. Sorry, um, death in the death family. Death in the family. They're they're setting up some kind of point because there. it's not going to go well for Jason. Like no, and that's Jason gonna, doesn't make it doesn't make it out of this story well. Because you even like they even set up like a little plot thread for the next season where like Hawk and Dove have been sent off to like find Jason Todd. Yeah. So there's something going. There's something brewing there. Um, and so I it'll just be interesting to see. God, he doesn't come back as the Red Hood. Uh, I don't think that I maybe like season 10, maybe like that'd be a little too rushed to have him come back. He's still a kid. Uh, yeah, I would hope not. But anyway. I don't think. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, that's that you're you're you're, you know, traveling into Batman territory with that. But I, I do think that the whole oh. death in the family part of it's going to come into play. Like, I'll even be... if you don't see it. Yeah. Like you're going to have that episode where Dick has to like go see Batman. Like, yeah. I think so too. I'm very curious if they go with Nightwing, how they're going to explain the name. Well, I mean, I think they're going to go the comic book route. Like, and the reason I, I say do. that is the post-credit scene for season, uh, sorry, episode eleven. I keep saying season. Uh, episode eleven, you get, you know, spoilers. Uh, you get Connor Kent, Superboy, emerging from the test tube or the the incubation tube or whatever. And, uh, you know, crypto. So, like, Superman exists in this world. Yeah. So, it's needless to say, Superman probably had some impact on on Dick Grayson throughout the show. Or in the show's history, I should say. So, I'm looking forward to that episode where you flash back to him at least talking about having met Superman. Right. So, to those of us, to those, sorry, of you that don't know, Dick Grayson hears about a hero from Krypton or um, a character name Nightwing from Superman, which is what leads him to take on the name and adopt the name. Um, once he decides not to be Robin any longer. Well, if he's, if he's certainly going to embrace the, the lighter side or hope or more hopeful side, Superman's the mentor to look up to. 
That's true. And I think that that would also put in a nice dynamic where Superboy wasn't brought up by Superman or understanding his origins, right? So it would be interesting to have Dick play off that part where Dick kind of did get raised with an influence from Superman, Mm -hmm. whereas, you know, Connor's a clone. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I think that's cool. Real curious. Honestly, I was so excited to see Crypto and like the, the eyes light up and everything. I was like, oh, that's sick. Yeah, this is um, there that and that's when like you told me I was like, you know what? I've got one episode left. Let's just record now. And you said, "No, you have to see that last episode." <laughs> Are you happy? <laughs> and then you did? told me about it. Yeah, cuz it's like, yeah, okay. They're and this is what you're saying. They're leaning right into the comic. Yeah, they're, they're just boom, it's just going straight in for it. So What I felt with episode 11 was a course correction. And I, I that that can be sound negative, and I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's like they through the growing pains of a new show and f- seeing what you can do and you can achieve on your budgets. I think that they were like, you know what, we can actually go for this. Mm-hmm. Introducing Connor Kent Superboy is huge. Yeah. Like Cadmus Labs, like to to touch even like hinted that direction, much less showing. You know, you see Superboy, like, pretty much beating the crap out of, like, the scientists that had mm-hmm. and and escaping. You know, you don't see him clearly because they probably haven't cast the permanent actor yet. No. But, um, like, they're, yeah, they're, 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 this is Young Justice, like, forming here mixed with Titans. Like, it's, it's happening. That's what I was just going to say. It's kind of a, it's more of a Young Justice than Titans, but whatever, I'm in. I don't yeah, care what no, they call it. I am definitely in. I was 100% wrong about all of the the negative comments minus the batman costume minus jason todd i was 98.5 percent wrong yes i would say i was at least 95 (laughs) percent wrong because there's a couple things that do stand out as kind of shitty in it but by and large i mean yeah it gave me it it, it made me sit back and be like okay what titan books can i read right now (laughs) that's true yeah what can i get out there and and start just to consume on this because it's like my my it's wife such and a I good representation. My wife and I watched it. We binged it in two nights. We uh, we're like the third night. We're like, oh man, like I wish there was more we could watch right now. Like mm-hmm. I'll watch would, it again. I wouldn't be surprised if we started again. To be honest yep. with you, um, I am I'm I'm so glad to be wrong about this because I was really when they first announced it, I was very excited for it. I'm now excited even about Doom Patrol, which I never thought in a million years I would be saying that. I'm excited um, about Doom Patrol. I'm excited about fucking Swamp Thing now. I'm oh, excited. Swamp Thing, I, I mean, I, in fairness, I was already excited about that one. True. Um, Same here. But, I mean, but like, like now that you see what the quality can be, it's the like, possibilities okay, that in. I see here, right? So the CW Arrowverse, right? They've acknowledged that the multiverse exists, that mm-hmm. iterations that aren't part of the Arrowverse exist. Now, Arrowverse is hunting at a greater crisis. What are the chances that in some way or fashion we get a glimpse of Titans on Arrowverse or vice versa? You know, Constantine doesn't, I mean, he's currently with the Legends of Tomorrow or whatever, but he's Hop Networks too. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, can you imagine they bring in Matt Ryan to come into Swamp Thing for an episode? That'd be like unbelievable. Be like. Yeah. Like the like they brought '90s Flash into Arrowverse. Like they, there's so much that is op- the doors are open in this regard. So who knows? Like, do they bring in 
you know, Tyler Hoechlin as Superman, right? Or do they just bring in Tom Welling? Like, who knows what they do? Yeah, they could do literally anything. They could. It could be a new Superman. It could be Henry Cavill. We don't know. Yeah. Yep. I I I don't know where it's going, uh, as far as that stuff is concerned. But I, it now leads me to the annoyance of because we're in Canada, we're not going to get those right away. We're not. (laughs) We're not like we're not going to be able to purchase them on anything. We'll have to wait until they come and hit Netflix. Well, you could either, you know, go get a prepaid U.S. Visa card or something and set up yeah. an American account, or and a and a uh, what do you call it? A VPN service. VPN like that. There but are ways or... around it. Should I want to? But um, yeah, I mean, without jumping through hoops, I should say, yeah. there's no way for us to get it up here until it's it's done and over and at least a month has passed and then it'll well, I, I definitely won't be jumping the the hoops to like i'll wait for it to come out proper but mm-hmm. uh you know uh who knows by season two like there's talks that dcu or uh, is gonna launch in 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 canada so we'll see i don't know what's gonna happen with that but i'm I excited for contemplating ex- it before but i will i would say that i would have to pay for it same here uh without a doubt like even if i didn't use any of it else but man like i i can't tell you how like i i'm very happy with the show i think the quality is top notch Mm -hmm. um there's the growing pains of a season one of a brand new show there and i'm sure that they're gonna iron out a lot of all of that um the cat i'll just say that the just to speak about the the actors they did a they did a great job with the scripts that they received this mm-hmm. writing the writing was was solid um everything's believable like i didn't like i didn't really have a scene where i was like oh that's completely unbelievable or i didn't buy that mm-hmm. um and you know what i just thought about we didn't even talk about episode 11 um, no, we so haven't, we we haven't really gotten into that one yeah so episode 11 <clears> is basically <throat> this interesting Episode 10 leaves off where, like, Trigon has basically emerged. Uh, Raven has been tricked into inviting him into our world, which is basically the doomsday, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is at the point that, that uh, Starfire has regained her memories and has briefed Dick Grayson and Donna Troy on what her mission is, because there was a prophecy that basically this was going to end all the worlds. And so when Dick Grayson... Uh, and and co arrive at the at the the house that Raven's at. There's this like big force field looking thing uh, around, and the house is invisible. And Dick passes through, and he's able to go through. But Donna Troy and Starfire are essentially rejected. Mm-hmm. And now, what I like is just to cut you off there is as they're approaching, like it shows some, a little bit of his training. I don't want to get ridiculous about it. It shows a little bit of his at least, you know, like think, perceive, deduct and move forward with a thought because mm-hmm. he looks at it and they're like, where the hell did the house go? And he goes, look, the air shimmering around it. And then he just runs. Yeah. Like they're all stuck. They're completely stupefied thinking, where the hell is this little farmhouse gone? And he's at least like, well, no, look, it's but still like, there. They, Something's it's, going it's on. It's in character too, that he would jump head first. Like, he, yeah. cause he did throughout the whole show. Yeah. Um, and so episode 11 picks up completely elsewhere. You're like, what's going on here? It's like it's t- it's in California and Dick's just lounging in a pool. Suddenly he's got a kid that he's had with Dawn. 
They're expecting and, their uh, second. Yeah, they're expecting the second, and it's like this, like so you know right away that it's some kind of like dream world or alternate thing going yeah. on. So what through do you the get course, the, of, what do you get for the man who has everything? Basically, yeah. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of the influence uh, in in that that story when they were writing it. I don't um, see how it couldn't be. So it's basically Dick get it shows Dick what his perfect life would be. And then throughout the course of action, it. It, so it's unraveling <laughs> in the worst way possible. And he gets uh, Jason Todd uh, shows up and he's in a wheelchair and he's basically telling Dick that it's never been worse in Gotham. Batman's like, like basically the Riddler paralyzed him. It's like, mm. and Batman's like on the edge and he's telling Dick that he needs to go talk to Bruce because Bruce is going to kill the Joker. He's finally had enough joker i think killed jim gordon or something yeah. uh, in the story and so dick not wanting to go <laughs> the joker killed so it's basically this is where it kind of merges the killing joke a little bit with a flashback it's got instead of uh, barbara gordon being shot by the joker jason todd is shot by the riddler mm-hmm. um it, it picks up the james gordon is kidnapped and tortured and pictures are sent to Batman over the hours and days yeah. that he actually had him until eventually he kills James Gordon. Yeah. Um, which I kind of appreciated. I was like, okay, they're picking up that, at least that thread of it mm-hmm. and passing that off and then saying, okay, you, you know full well that if that were to happen, that Batman would lose his shit. <laughs> well, it was cool to see the, the shooting location uh, for uh old city hall there which is neat to see um but basically uh dick reluctantly agrees to go to gotham after talking to his wife who in this world is dawn and she's like you you know he raised you you gotta go you gotta go do what you can and that's where it starts to unravel because once he gets to gotham it's like a war zone like the cab driver won't even drive into town basically crime is just running amok everywhere so like you know even as an audience member, you're like, okay, this can't be real. But like Batman is so uh, like, like off his hinges now that like everything's just gone awry. And you see that there's something going on because little things would just change in the world to make it more twisted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sh- surprise spoilers. It's Trigon manipulating Dick Grayson in this fantasy world. And he's given him his greatest, like, vision of a perfect life and then he's like stripping it away making it a nightmare mm-hmm. and uh you know so he gets a he gets a call uh while he's in the motel and it's like it's like the worst motel you could think of like he had to pay six dollars just to have clean sheets he the elevator's broken next door there's a couple having like gratu- like loud raunchy sex next door it's like vibrating the walls and uh on the news, like suddenly the news shows like a daytime interview, even though it was the middle of the night, which I thought was mm-hmm. funny. Um, and the mayor's basically, what was the mayor saying in that? He was like saying that they the don't need was, vigilantes anymore. Like Batman's yeah, too crazy, basically. Was basically blaming all of the hardships and problems in every other city and everything on capes and cowls. Yeah, is basically so what it is, and how they don't need Batman anymore. And so they're retiring the bat signal. Um. So then suddenly the the what sounded like consensual sex in the next th- uh, room sounds like a violent assault. So Dick rushes over to the next door and kicks the door in and 
you know, stops like this woman being assaulted by this guy and uh, cops show up and uh, oh, geez, what happened? So then the cops show up and he says, oh, you know, I'm a cop from California. He overhears as he's leaving the room. He overhears um, he overhears uh, the cops call. uh, Was it a 310 or a 319? Something like that. Something like that. And it's basically uh, reserved for capes, uh, basically. Um, So he goes down to see what what is the problem? What has happened? And the Joker is lying face down on top of the hood of a car. Um, with blood like on the back of his head and blood everywhere and everything smashed and everyone's like holy shit Batman has finally gone off the line yeah he's finally killed somebody so Um, this is when another one of those shimmers happens mm -hmm. and the Joker's still alive so then he's taken to a hospital now this is the point too where you find out that Trigon is the one behind it because Trigon who is played by, I forget the guy, the actor's name, but he's played by the guy, uh, one of the detectives on Castle. And mm-hmm. here he's playing a lieutenant, which is like, that guy can't get away from playing cops. Um, so he, you know, manipulates Dick Grayson because he clearly he knows like all the secrets, right? But he's trying to get basically Dick to give up anything he might know uh, to further manipulate the, the narrative of the story he's making him go through. And uh, so Dick still holds on to Bruce's secret because the, you know, Joker's not dead. And uh, so he tries to reach out to Bruce and world's brain dead, biggest brain dead idea goes and tells Bruce, oh, the Joker didn't die. Um, Talk to me. And this is also a part where you kind of feel like, okay, like they didn't cast anybody because he stands there talking to the clock, which conveniently he's locked from inside. Yeah. And, uh, which I like. He, he goes to the piano, he plays the little tune, mm-hmm. and it starts to move, and then it sh- like pushes back out, and you're like, yeah. oh, he's locked the cave. And so like, Bruce just doesn't answer his plea at all. We should like, also mention that Alfred is dead in this reality as well. Yes. He died years ago. Yeah. Um. So, Dick uh, goes about his his way. He I think he this is the point where he gets a call from his wife and like hears that Hank Hall is at the house and he's like what the hell like yeah you know it's this jealous. is ridiculous <laughs> and so jealous. um yeah get, he gets <laughs> and then he ends up stuff. yeah he ends up going and then he ends up going to the hospital to to kind of see what's going on there uh, while he's there he runs into this. Fake worlds, um, Corey Starfire, Starfire who's, who's a cop an FBI or FBI agent or something, and she's kind of like hiding in plain sight type thing. Yeah. Um, as a, living as a human, basically, and uh, that's when another shimmer happens, and suddenly the power is cut, and literally Bat- Batman is like laid waste to like. Wait, did we see Arkham before this? I think um, we did, right? Where he's like, no, you haven't seen that yet. So what oh, that happens comes after. Is okay, so. He, so Robin, uh, sorry, Dick comes. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't help but do that. That was awesome. Um, he runs into the Joker's room, and there's a batarang uh, stabbed right into the Joker, and the silhouette of the worst Batman costume ever um, is standing there. And then he jumps out the window, mm-hmm. and that's when you realize, okay, he's crossed a line. Dick ends up going to Arkham, where Batman has laid waste to everyone. Not inside. even just prisoners. It's like guards, civilians, everyone. He's just killing. He's just Anybody indiscriminately killing. That were, in, that were there, he just was killing them. 
um, as well as his his villains. You see a a scratched up coin with a dead body. Two face uh, Riddlers on the slab. Um, yeah, Riddlers on the slab, which covered in tattoos. I think it was mm-hmm. where I was like, uh, we're going the tattoo route, really? That's There's been an iteration soon. of him like that, but yeah. I know it's just too soon. I don't even like the mutton chops <laughs> one that we're currently getting, but um, anyway, so he's there and this is when Dick decides, okay, enough is enough. We've got to bring him in. This is when he goes to the Trigon slash um, Lieutenant and tells him, I'll help you bring in Batman, but I want to run point on this job. He agrees to it. He admits that it's Bruce Wayne. They go to the manor to take him down. Bruce ends up killing a squad shit shit ton of cops (laughs) a shit ton of cops and then uh cory goes in to kind of take him out and as she's ramping up to shoot him with one of her fire blasts he turns around with a cold gun and just takes her out yeah and and that's when dick Dick he detonates all the c4 charges that were planted all over the mansion um collapsing the cave and in the this world where Batman broke his rule and lost it. Dick does this also again. lost it, and he just like literally neck stomps the pin Bruce Wayne uh, Batman to death. Mm-hmm. And so this was sorry, go ahead. Keep going. Well, so basically, it was all kind of a ploy. Uh, we cut back to the real world where Dick Grayson's kind of like in a trance, and you see his eyes glaze over like with the darkness, like like Raven has when she's using her powers, and it's basically. Uh, convincing raven or trying to convince raven that like he's trying to take all the good and like just make it all dark and break her heart as i think they put it yeah Um, he's basically showing her that everybody has that inside them and this you know darkness is everywhere that kind of thing so and so that's how it ends cliffhanger dun 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 what's gonna happen next so it was fuck it was a it was a cool episode it was it was really cool um it's a little disappointing that that's the episode it ends on and that we're <laughs> we will end the, the podcast on yeah but it was um and and like you say this is probably the the script release that people got this is probably where it had the most extras um this scene or or, um that episode i think it probably had the most extras going on Mm -hmm. so that's probably where and i'm fairly certain that's where all of the the leaks really came from primarily was uh episode 10 and and uh, 11 is where some of that came from well like i mean they were filming at casa loma (laughs) yeah it's kind it would be kind of hard to kind of hide that Mm -hmm. um so yeah I mean, that's it was a hell of a way for them to have a cliffhanger ending. Um, and then, like you say, followed up by a post credit scene with Superboy and Crypto. You just kind of left with, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I want season two. Yeah. Please don't let them fuck this up. Well, when when they, you know, you had had the like, I think some of the cast were saying, yeah, this is like better than Infinity War. You're just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, but I think honestly, we even said that on the show. Like, who yeah. the fuck do they think they are? <laughs> and to be honest, like, they, I don't know. That's it's true. not an unfair statement. To be honest, like, it's you know, yeah, it's not better than, but I wouldn't say it's far off from 
when you look at it as, as a completed piece. And, and maybe episode quality. 12, like I don't know what happens in episode 12 um, or I guess episode one of season two. Like we don't we don't know how that particular part of the story ends. And if if everything is right, then they had that at least. So they know the completed story for season one. Maybe it's on par. I don't know if it if it ends with them actually being the Titans, then, yeah, it could very well. Be as good as at least I, I will say that I, I don't know what they would have to do for it to be better than but it would be as good as considering it is now an 11 hour <laughs> almost an 11 hour um, completed Movie. piece versus a, <laughs> a two and a half hour but. No, they, uh, you know, it, it bodes well for the future and what they're trying to do on the service and what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, uh, I was very happy with it. Um, and, uh, shit, I'm going to watch like it I, again. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. I will be watching it again. I really, I'll, I'll glaze over some of the, the stuff I didn't like, but there was no particular episode where I was like, that was a waste of time. Unlike. Again, some of the other Netflix ones that we've seen um, from the Marvel camp where you're like, okay, that was a 10 episode season. Probably could have been six. (laughs) This this is an 11 episode season. Probably could have been 12. Yeah, it it, uh, and that's an excellent way of putting it. It was I didn't actually feel like any of it really meandered. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely. God, I can't wait. I just need to find I I recently purchased the the Judas contract um, okay because yeah. I've never read any of the, the solid Teen Titan books mm-hmm. and I know that's supposed to be one of their seminal kind of storylines um, I'm all the more eager to get into that I'm actually also trying to figure out what comic storylines I can read that show the initial turn of because when I got into comics Dick was already Nightwing so I'd love to see that transition. It, um, yeah, and it would be a worthwhile read. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So I have to, I have to find that story, and we'll, we, we, we'll have to cover some of the, these things on the show fairly soon because, um, and I've quickly realized that we are turning into a bit of a DC podcast, not out of intention, <laughs> but because. So all the more shocking they're actually putting out some really solid stuff hey when when marvel puts it out we'll be there that's true yeah and i you know like hey we're in the middle of marvel mania so you're you're gonna get your dose you're gonna get your dose of marvel that's Don't true worry. that that said we're doing civil war which um i don't want to throw too many spoilers about but is worth a read so um, I'll have plenty of good things to say about that. I'll, I'll, I'll spoil that at least, but yeah, this was a great show. You should go. Everyone should go check it out. That would, uh, I would fully 100% agree with that statement. Cool. So I, this ran a little longer than we thought, so I think we should probably <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah. This um, is about a, maybe a half hour to 20 minutes longer than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> but but how do you really encompass a full season, you know? That's true. That's true. We are talking, so, like I say, we are talking 10 plus hours at the very least. So. Well. Cool. I, 
I'd say let's let's wrap it at that. Um, guys, if you if you want to follow us, where you can follow us at Comics Terminal on Twitter and all the other social media channels. Yep. Um, you can rate, comment, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Um, if you're doing it through Apple Podcasts, it's the best way for other people to find us. Um, you can also send us comments or questions to terminalvelocitypodcast at gmail.com. Um, always happy to read anything anybody puts out and uh, talk about any um, comments that we're getting. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next issue. Take care. Bye. Bye.